the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. A little flight of the Concords, business time. It could be his theme song, but I won't go there. Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist, Briefing.com. Okay, I'll go there. Jeff, can this be your theme song? <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. It's business time, baby. Um, not a lot of economic news today for us to talk about, is there? Not much. I mean, there's... The economic calendar has been quite light over the last couple of weeks. I mean, we had durables yesterday, and we'll get uh, a better look at GDP tomorrow. But uh, the big stuff comes out next week when we get another report on the employment data and, and you know, get a little bit I- a better idea of how the second quarter is shaping up. So right now we have an economy that doesn't have a lot of economic data at this point. We're heading into summer. Memorial Day just came and left. So we're there. Are you worried about a summer slowdown or as I think the media has been portraying it, there should be a slight Goldilocksian ever so slowly, not too hot, not too cold pickup in the labor market? I mean, the, the, the trends are looking better than what we saw, uh, especially in the first quarter. I mean, the, the initial claims levels have come down. We're, we're in a better spot. You know, we should see more 200,000 range job growth as opposed to the uh, – you know, 100, 150 that we were seeing in the first quarter. Uh, in that respect, things are looking better. Uh, the pickups is slow. Um, it's not coming from uh, medium job gains. It's coming from more low, lower uh, wage growth. But it's still, you know, an increase in, in aggregate income for the whole. So overall, things are improving. It's just improving at a very slow and tepid pace. I think we've heard from the financial media that. Janet Yellen's concerned about the housing market, a hesitant housing market, a housing market that's seen a lot of professional investors, a lot of cash investors, but not a, a wide sampling of the U.S. people, you know, jumping into the housing recovery. What are your thoughts on Yellen being concerned, and what are your thoughts on housing and the recovery She's that right. is or isn't? I mean, okay. if, you, if you look at the trends, I mean, you've had the growth in, in the housing market over the last year or so has been mostly because of uh, strong gains or strong purchases of distressed properties. Now that the number of distressed properties, the supply of it is gone, there just isn't the uh, back-end first-time homebuyers or repeat homebuyers uh, in the market. So you're having a slowdown in, in purchasing, and you're seeing it in mortgage applications. You're seeing it uh, in the actual sales themselves. And part of this is due to the you know price gains because there's been uh, such a strong you know move over from distressed to uh, non-distressed that uh, you know people aren't willing to pay what you know the going rate is for a non-distressed property and it's causing problems. Uh, and unfortunately, there's really nothing the Fed can do about it. You know, the Fed would like to 
you know, try to encourage people to buy. But right now the 10-year is at 2.5, and it's been trending lower, and that's reducing mortgage rates, but that's not doing any uh, effect on, uh, you know, getting more people to uh, step up to buy a house. That 10-year treasury, I think we should talk about it a little bit. It's at a year low. Um, that, to me, and again, I grew up in the world of money and investing, that if it's under 4%, you buy stocks. If it's over 4%, you buy bonds. Um, it's almost stupid, but it's been under 4% for a long time, and the stock market continues to rock and roll, so to speak. Um, thoughts on where the 10-year is, and maybe even add a little color on buying stocks versus buying bonds. Add a little color to my commentary. Well, and the tenure is at exactly where it should be according to economic models. I mean, you have a low growth environment. Um, the Fed futures um, do not suggest a pickup in uh, interest rate hikes, you know, anytime soon. You know, on, on Friday, we're closing on Friday. They expected in uh, you know the first rate hike to take place in in July 2015, and they still expect rates to be below two percent um, by January 2017. You know that that's not an environment that shows strong economic growth. I mean, if you if you saw growth, you would expect the Fed to have picked up uh, you know interest rates much faster uh, than that. And if you look at inflation expectations, you, you know they're flat and or downward trending even. And you know that's telling me that the bond market and the futures market are both saying we're in a low growth environment. Don't expect high rates. And if you think that the ten year is a uh, aggregation of inflation expectations and Fed futures, then there's no reason to expect a you know three percent or higher Fed funds or sorry ten year rate. You know it's just not there, and we're in this this spot. You know until the economy starts picking up uh, or we get notable improvements, you know we shouldn't expect to see much growth out of the long year uh, long year bonds. Now for picking stocks or bonds, it's generally not my forte, but I mean, what you're saying is not necessarily wrong. I mean, the odds of a return, um, you know, in the stock market higher than 2% is much greater, you know, when, when it, at this point, you know, you'd expect to see, you know, some momentum in, in, uh, in businesses. So you'd expect some momentum in, uh, you know, in stock prices. You know, that being said, when it hits 4%, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily the magic cutoff point, but you could make the argument that uh, it's harder to make a return that, that beats treasuries at, at 4%. What else are you working on right now, Dr. Jeff Rosen? You are the chief economist at briefing.com. What are you worried about or what are you seeing in the economy? What are you working on? Uh, I'm trying to get a grasp on you know how consumption trends are going to play out. Um, there was a study put out by the uh, New York Fed this morning that talked about um, you know new changes in, in credit demand, and basically they wanted to see if uh, credit or household credit, I should say, was being um, you know supply side. Uh, uh, stunted or demand side, you know, trying to figure out where where the demand is is being uh, held at, and basically they were comparing it to the um, the sorry the the loan survey data that the that the Fed gets. The um, so basically the loan survey data was saying that banks were loosening lending constraints, allowing more access to buyers. But on you know this demand side uh, report that they looked at, they found that yeah for you know, if you're not credit constrained, if you have a high 
uh, credit score. You know, banks are more than willing to give you loans today, just people aren't demanding it. And those that needed loans, uh, the lower credit scores, especially those below 680, are having a much more difficult time finding access to credit. So, you know, we're having a trouble getting this growth in uh, in consumption, you know, and this pickup in terms of an acceleration of an economy. And, you know, we're seeing that supply of credit is being uh, one of the problems. And if you then take that into some of the inequality arguments that you're hearing over the last few weeks, uh, and I put out a, a report on briefing.com last week that showed uh, how wage inequality has changed from the Great Recession, you have more people earning uh lower wages than they did prior to the recession. So essentially you could say that their credit scores are probably lower. So the people that were more middle uh, wage earners are now making less wages and their credit is constrained. So you're not going to see a big pickup in, uh, you know, durable goods purchases and whatnot because it's just not available to the, you know, to the people that are, you know, are finding jobs in this environment. Inflation expectations, are we worried about them going forward? Uh, because, I don't know, things in my life seem to be cheaper, um, you know, TVs and things like that. But then again, vacations, not so much. Um, so maybe I'm eating my own words, so to speak, Mr. Rosen. Uh, inflation seems to be a little bit more of a problem than I'm thinking it is. I, you know, we're seeing a lot of food inflation right now, and yep. you're seeing it, uh, you know, it's pretty apparent, and, and we have a lot of good reasons for that. I mean, you had a massive drought out west. Uh, last year you had uh, droughts that caused um, cattle herds to be cold because farmers couldn't afford to feed them. So you end up with a smaller supply of cattle, and, you know, current and fresh you know, vegetables coming out of California areas are uh, lower yielding than they did in the past, so we're, we're tighter supply than normal, which is increasing prices. You know, in general, though, and prices have not gone up uh, nearly as much as what the food prices have done. You know, they've been more tame, uh, very low growth. And I think that's the environment that the Fed's taking a look at, especially, you know, when they consider that, you know, their core, you know, so to speak, price growth. So other than the, you know, the, this food problem, which is a big problem, especially for low-income households, uh, I don't think inflation is, is much of a concern. I'm not much of a, I'm not a low cost household. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay. But I recently saw a couple steaks. I've been to two restaurants recently, two dollars $45 steaks. And I stopped. I'm like, I'm not going to do it. Does inflation tend to take care of itself? Like maybe price of meat will come down if enough people like me say, you know, gas is too high, I'm staying home. Or meat is too expensive at restaurants, I'm not going to buy. Is there a natural way of inflation slowing it down, itself down or will just someone pick up the slack? For food prices, there's more of a supply and demand of domestic changes. So if, you know, people switch to pork products, for example, over, over steak, you'll generally see prices decline, um, you know, gradually. If you look at gasoline, you know, a lot of that is priced, uh, you know, due to overseas demand, you know, or global demand by itself because it's okay. very easily moved around. So, you know, if you stop driving, the odds that, uh, you're going to see a big shift in, um, in gasoline prices in the near term are, are pretty slim. But, uh, you know, food, it, it's more of, you know, you really have to look at how the weather is affecting yield grow, yields. And then looking beyond that, what, uh, you know, what happened last year? What was planted last year? So, okay. you know, farmers tend to 
look at prices of today and think that they're going to be at that price tomorrow. So they bulk up on that, and then that, you know there's too much supply of, of that good, and Thanks. prices come down the next year. Yeah. It's Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist with Briefing.com. Dr. Jeff Rosen, you can find him at Briefing.com. Strategies and solutions. The Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.